Let's pray. Oh Lord, we echo the sentiments of that song. Alleluia. A Savior, a Lamb has been born. Father, I think of those things in the Christmas story and around our manger scenes. I think of who went to see that baby. The rich, the poor, the wise, the simple. Lord, just people. People just like every one of us in here. I'm sure people went there that, that things were going fine. There was probably some things for some of those people where things weren't going so well in their life at that moment. Lord, I pray that as they went to see that baby and they saw the answer. I pray that every one of us in here today knows that, that Jesus is the answer. It's not anywhere else. It's in knowing him, loving him, and in following him. Whatever the question, whatever the problem, whatever we're trying to work through, knowing him, loving him, following him. Oh Lord, we thank you that you entered this world to rescue us. Lord, I pray that we have a desire to, to know and to love and to follow you because of that. Holy Spirit, would you work in here today to open up your word, to let us see how you've revealed what we are to know. Help us to know how to respond. Minister to each person in this room, Lord. Touch them in the way that they need to be encouraged or challenged. Make yourself known now, Lord. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, last week, no real big surprise, we began thinking about Christmas. And when I say thinking about Christmas, I mean thinking about what we think about when we think about Christmas. We, we thought of our, our Christmas thoughts. And you know what? Every one of us, you've got things that come to your mind when you hear the word Christmas or when it's Christmas season. There's a tradition, there's a place, there's a certain gift that comes to your mind when you think about Christmas. Maybe for some of you, it's certain traditions that you have to do at Christmas. Like I'm sure some of you, you've got a certain meal that you have to eat at a certain house at a certain time or it's not Christmas. And if you're not there, you're in trouble because that's just the way it is. That's the way it's supposed to be. Or maybe you have a certain order to opening gifts. You know, in our family, we open gifts from family and friends on Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning is the Santa gifts. And, you know, that's the way God intended. If you don't open your gifts in that order, I pray you repent before the, the end of the service and get get that right. Do it the way it's supposed to be done. Uh, you know, we have we actually have an awful Christmas tradition in our home. We spend most of Christmas Day in an airport, you know, being a pastor. I, I love our Christmas Eve service. That's a, a very special service in the life of our, our church year. And I want to be here for that. But if I want to be with family, then and that means usually on Christmas Day, we're, we're flying. And uh, as the years have kind of gone on here, my my sisters and their families, my parents, they've all kind of figured out this schedule. We want to all be on the same schedule. And so now the entire Han family spends Christmas in an airport somewhere around the United States trying to get to Colorado. And by about five o'clock Christmas Day, it just puts a wonderful Christmas cheer over the whole Han family. It's it's really exciting. Uh, you know, another Christmas tradition. This is how we start Christmas in our family. The, the Christmas season starts. Starts Thanksgiving weekend. We watch a Christmas Carol. We, we we've done that for years as a family. Now you know there's a lot of different Christmas carols out there. You have to watch the one because it's what God wants. You have to watch the one where uh, Albert Finney plays the Scrooge. You know the one I'm talking about. All the others they don't they don't count. It's only the Albert Finney one. You know we laugh, but you know we've got these traditions. And if you think about in your home, you've got to follow those traditions or you're in trouble. 
You've you got to follow those traditions or it's not Christmas. That's just the way it's supposed to be. Well, you know, just as we've got these traditions in our life, that's kind of how we started thinking about our Christmas thoughts last week. Not what thoughts maybe naturally come to my, our mind, but are there thoughts that God wants to come to our mind? Are there things that He wants us to be thinking about that guides our Christmas? And we began looking, you remember, at Mary. And with Mary, as she was kind of taking in all these events of Christmas that started with the announcement of her pregnancy from the angel Gabriel all the way through the birth there in the manger. Uh, the scripture says that she significantly pondered all these things in her heart. She was working all these things out in her heart, working them out to know what they mean, working them out to know how to respond. That was the idea behind that word. It's thinking long so that I know what to do, how to act, how to respond to what I've learned. Today we come to the shepherds. Now it's interesting, the shepherds are doing much the same thing. We're going to see an intensity and a desire to think, to understand what God is showing and what God is revealing. But unlike Mary, man, Christmas flies at them all in one night. Mary had nine, ten months to, to kind of absorb each one of these events and kind of process them. For the, for the shepherds, man, it just comes and it, Christmas explodes on them all in one evening. Let's look at that. Would you turn with me this morning to Luke chapter 2? Luke chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible with you this morning, we've got some in the chairs in front of you. There's not one right in front of you. It's probably within a couple of chairs. I know if you point to it, somebody will hand it to you. Luke chapter 2. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Third book into the New Testament. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to begin reading in verse 8. Luke 2 verse 8. It says there, In the same region... Shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. The angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today. A savior who is Messiah, the Lord was born for you in the city of David. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and they found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Do you realize this scene that we just read, that, that, that's what's happening here with these shepherds in the night sky, may be the single most dramatic display that humanity has ever witnessed in the skies. As a matter of fact, I would imagine that the only thing that will rival what these shepherds just witnessed is what the second coming of Jesus Christ. I mean, they're out there, they're on the night shift. It's a cold, still, quiet night. They're probably not expecting very much. I mean, how much exciting happens watching night and watching sheep in the middle of the night? 
And man, all of a sudden, the, the sky is shattered with the glory of God and, and there's angels there. Man, that's a Christmas display, isn't it? Man, what Christmas dis- in displays inspire you? What, what Christmas displays have you seen that are just awesome? You know, maybe you think of uh, one of those churches that does one of those big live manger scenes out on the front yard of the church. Or maybe you think of a church like ours or other churches that that do a big Christmas pageant, a big Christmas show. And we think about going to those and being inspired and being encouraged and and challenged. Maybe when you think of awesome displays of Christmas, you think of the the tacky lighthouse tour. You know, I don't know why they call it tacky. They're pretty awesome, aren't they? That's that's why we look it up in the paper. That's why we go to those houses and we turn down that street to hear the hum of electricity. That one house, that that one street that airplanes and satellites are adjusting their position by. You know, I was listening on RVA this week. And I there's apparently a guy that's in charge of all this in Richmond. Y'all realize Richmond's the tackiest city in the United States. I'm not saying this was on the radio. We, We have more tacky lighthouses than anywhere else. There's a standard, by the way. You don't just get to decide. You have to reach a certain standard. Ten thousand lights. Is what you have to have minimum, you know, so I was uh, might be where I got my cold. I was up till two o'clock last night counting the lights on my house. I'm eight thousand three hundred and seventy four short of making the tacky lighthouse tour. So I'm OK with it. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get over it. Ten thousand lights is what it takes. You know, we laugh and we call them tacky, but they are inspiring. That's that's why we go and see them. What, what are the things you've seen as a display of Christmas where you've said, man, that that was awesome. That, that, that was really exciting or inspiring. Well, let me ask you this question. Have you ever been so inspired? Did you ever think it was so awesome that it literally terrified you? you? You know, I don't think I've ever seen anything that I thought was so awesome that it terrified me. I, I'm not sure what we would compare in our world, in our context, with what these shepherds are experiencing. It's an awesome display, an incredible light show. I mean, it's incredible to look at, and they're awed, they're inspired. But it says they were terrified that it was so inspiring. I I don't know how we really understand what they experienced. Other than just trying to imagine the sky opening up and the glory of God shining through. And that, that angel steps through and says, great news, great news, great news. Man, the answer, the answer has been born. The answer to what? The answer to any question you're asking. The answer, the solution to any problem that you have. He has been born today. A Savior. The angel tells him where to go, what to look for. And then it says that a multitude. And folks, the best way to understand that word is countless. I mean, go outside tonight, look up in that sky, and imagine what it would look like if everywhere you looked, as you turned around in the sky, there was angels everywhere and they were praising god with something like maybe we might think of as the hallelujah chorus and what an awesome scene now what were they thinking that's our question isn't it what were they thinking as they were taking this all in well there's one key phrase there in verse 16 that that tells us what's on their heart and mind it says what the lord had made known to them That's what they're thinking. That's what they're trying to process. What the Lord had made known to them. And it is their thinking on that 
that then led them to the to the actions that they were going to take next. Now, you remember, I want to quote a guy, A.W. Tozier. I quoted him last week. Same line. What we think about when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Because our thoughts are going to determine our actions and our actions determine the course of our life. So we want to be thinking on God so that it is God that is determining the course of our life. And we see as these shepherds are thinking on God, thinking on what he has revealed, it leads them to do two things. Number one, to go and see. Number two, to go and tell. As they thought about what the Lord had revealed, they did two things. They went to go see and they went to go tell. First, it says there that they went to see what the Lord had made known to them. And, and there's a couple of words there that kind of describe what that looked like. You, do you notice there it says in verse 16 that they went straight to Bethlehem? And, and then in verse 17, it says they hurried they were in a hurry to get there. When you understand the grammar and some of the words being used there in the Greek, it is very clear that Luke is wanting us to read this and realize that there was a sense of urgency. There was a sense of priority about what these shepherds were experiencing. Man, God has made known. God has revealed. Hey, you know what? Why don't, when we get off work tomorrow, let's go check that out. No, that's not what they were thinking. Hey, y'all want to get together Saturday? We'll get the wives and kids and uh, go over there and see what these angels were talking about. No, they're, they're, they weren't thinking that either. They certainly weren't thinking, boy, that was cool. No, man, God has spoke. God has revealed. And now what Luke wants us to see is the sense of urgency and priority by which it moves those shepherds to go and see. You know, here's a little principle for life, folks. Wherever God is speaking, Wherever God is revealing, wherever God is working, go there and go there now. Folks, don't ask the Lord to come join what you're doing. Look at what God is doing. Look at where God is working. Look at where God is speaking and go join God. I don't want the eternal and the infinite to come join the finite and temporary. Shouldn't we as the finite and temporary be going and joining what is eternal, what is going to last forever? You say, well, you know, I got a lot of things in my mind right now, a lot of things that are very important to me. Folks, there's nothing more important than what God reveals. That's what these shepherds are showing us. There's nothing greater, nothing more important than what God reveals. Now, we understand that we believe that in here, but then we get home and think, well, you know, really, honestly, my finances are kind of a woo. They're a big priority to me right now. Really? Do you know what God has revealed? Do you know what God has made known about your finances? Well, you know, the, the, the job situation, my job situation, boy, it's, it's kind of anxious right now. Th that's fine. I understand that. Do you know what the Lord has revealed about your job? What the Lord has revealed about a career? What the Lord has revealed about how we approach tomorrow when things aren't certain? Because you know what? He has revealed something. It's the most important thing you can know. Well, you know, my family, my family is the most important thing to me. That that's the priority. Man, that's wonderful. Do you know what the Lord has revealed about your family? There is nothing more significant, nothing bigger, nothing more important than when God speaks, than when God reveals and it should define the very next step that we take. You know what, folks, I believe that you possess something today that is just as awesome, just as frightening 
just as glorious as that night that the glory of God shattered the skies and the and the angels stepped through. That's your Bible. Because in your Bible, God has revealed he has made known who he is. He's made known where he is. He's made known what he is doing. Can we have the same attitude as the shepherds? Man, I want to go and see. Do we hurry to get to God's word every day that God gives us life? God gave me today. Did I hurry to hear and see his revelation? Do we hurry to church with a sense of priority, a sense of urgency? Man, God is working. God is revealing. God is speaking. That's where I've got to be. I've got to be in his word. I've got to be in his house. I've got to be where God can direct my steps. You know, when we are like that, we're going to do pretty naturally the next thing. And that is we're going to go and tell. You know, you can look through Genesis, through Revelation, and you can look around in your life today and where you see people that are significantly relating and interacting with God, you'll see people talking about God. It's not that they said, oh, you know what? I'm supposed to go talk about God right now. <laughs> no, no, folks, it just spills out. Man, when I am hearing and seeing what God is revealing and what God is doing, I'm going to tell everybody I come in contact with. That's what we see happening here in verse 17. It says they went and gave report. Doesn't tell us who they went to, does it? It just says they went and gave report. I, I, I would imagine they went home, woke up the wife and kids and said, Man, you got to hear what I saw last night. Imagine that conversation. Maybe they ran next door and told a buddy. I'm sure they just walked along and it just came spilling out with anybody who would listen when you're relating with God. When you're receiving him, when you're receiving his revelation, it's going to spill out of your life. Folks, the Bible calls us messengers. It calls us witnesses. We are uh, ambassadors. We're talking about the things of God. So well, I don't I don't know what I would talk about. You, you talk about what God's made known. You, you talk about what he's revealed. Your witness, your experience with the Lord, what he's doing in your life. That's all these shepherds are doing. They haven't been trained. You should be trained. They haven't been through a course. You should go through a course. But that's all they're doing. They're just simply telling what God has revealed in their lives. So the shepherds were thinking about what God has revealed. And that, that thinking on that revelation is what led them to go and see, to go and learn more, to go and understand more. It was that thinking that led them to go and tell. There was a sense of urgency and priority. Can, can we be like those shepherds this week? Can, can we wake up tomorrow morning and say, oh, look, God gave me a breath to draw. I have today. And then we hurry. The most important thing I can do right now is go see what God's made known. You know, folks, we, we look at this display in the sky. But folks, every time you open your Bible, that's something God's making known. Every direction it gives is something that God is revealing. It's for you. He's revealing himself. Can we come back next week? Can we come into God's house with a sense of urgency and priority? Can we hurry here? Hurry, that is, until you get to the lot. We don't want any collisions, okay? Just work with the parking lot attendants. But man, we hurry. I can't wait to be here. God's working. God's revealing. And as we interact with that, as we learn that, man, we can't help but go out into our world and share it. Share it with our family. And what did God reveal to you today? How does God speaking to you today? What did God show you in his word today? 
Can we share that and talk about that with our family? Can we be like those shepherds and have a sense of right now? Right now. And they're at work. For most of us, you know, if God says something, I don't get to just walk out of work. But that's what they did, didn't they? You see, there was a sense of right now. Folks, do you have a sense of right now when God speaks to you? How many times you open God's word and it says, forgive one another just as God in Christ has forgiven you? Ah, I'll bet a dollar you had at least one person in your life that you could forgive. As you read that command, did you have a sense of right now, right now, right now, I've got to do that. God has revealed right now. I've got to go forgive right now. I've got to go give that gift right now. I've got to go give that encouragement right now. I've got to do whatever it takes to seize purity right now. I need to receive Jesus Christ as my savior and Lord right now. I need to follow him in baptism right now. I need to become a part of his church right now. I need to tell the truth. Folks, God showed us these shepherds for a reason. Do you see that? He didn't give us these shepherds as dressing to our manger scenes. See, we've said God made known. Guess what? God's making something known right now. And he put these shepherds in front of you, put these shepherds in front of me, said, that's what it looks like when you're thinking about Christmas. That's what it looks like when you're thinking about me entering this world. There's a sense of urgency, a sense of priority. It's right now. I want to hurry to see what God is making known. I want to do it right now. I want to share it with others. God showed you and me today, right here, right now. He revealed those shepherds for a reason. You know what, I would dare say that every single person in this room, you probably have something in your life right now that you know God wants you to do. Something you, you've read in a scripture, something maybe somebody said something to you, maybe he's just kind of been impressing it on your heart. You need to do this, you need to go there, you need to give this. You need to pray. God's got something you want to do. And now he's put these shepherds in front of you. Why is that? Because whatever that thing is, I believe God's saying to you right now. Right now. Right now. When God reveals. It's right now. Let's pray. Lord, I, I don't know if those shepherds got in trouble when they left work. I, I don't know if the sheep were okay. But I know that when you revealed, they moved. They wanted to go see. They had to go and tell. God, could we be like those shepherds? I pray that throughout this week we will hurry to your word. We will hurry back to your house next week. We will, we will ask you, we will pray to you that you will make what you're revealing so big in our hearts that it just spills out 
It's not that I think long and hard about who I'm going to share something with. It just starts to come out. God, could that happen in my life that I just begin to share who you are, what you're doing in my life, what you're revealing, and I, I just begin sharing it with whoever will listen. God, I pray that if there is indeed something in each heart and life in this room right now that you would have for them to do, at work, in their family, in their personal life, here at church. God, if there's something that they know, maybe they've tried to put it off saying they're praying about it, maybe they're ignoring it altogether, but they know that you've impressed something on their heart. God, may they hear you speak through these shepherds. And may they take care of it right now. With that same sense of urgency and priority as the shepherds, doesn't matter what it costs, doesn't matter what it means, doesn't matter if it hurts. It's right now. God is revealed. I will obey. Lord, thank you for letting us be here today. Thank you for revealing. I pray we are as old as those shepherds. It's in the name of Jesus Christ I pray this. Amen.